The Tilted Landshark on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. What do we do? We talk AUDL. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, and I got with me Zach Footskin Fish Avello joining, joining me this week. How's it going, Zach? I'm all right. More to come on that, by the way, guys. Um, yeah. Don't let yeah, that throw you away from the pod. We're going to get uh, deep in the weeds with this one. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're in for a good one. Our regular season's over, and we got a uh, quite a special guest joining us for our final uh, regular season review. Uh, four-year vet from Philadelphia, uh, James Pollard, who's actually calling in from Wildwood in New Jersey. So thanks for taking the time uh, from that man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Let's go ahead. Let's let's talk about the uh, the win over Ottawa. I mean. Big game for you. You finished with five assists and a goal. You had the playoff spot pretty much locked up. So what was the mindset going into that regular final regular season game against the uh, the best mustaches in the league? <laughs> um, Really, like, we were pretty confident. Like, we knew we had, we had to take them seriously. But, like, they did have that game against D.C. the night before. So we knew their legs wouldn't be there. Just wanted to play our game. And then it was, like, it was the last time we were going to play before D.C., so it was like our last time to get reps in to get that competition in. So it was like making sure everything's nice and crisp and taking care of business so uh, we could uh, have a nice warm up before our DC game, basically. Yeah. So you guys are going in to play DC. Y'all have played them twice so far this year. Two one goal losses. We don't want to bring up any bad memories, but I've, we've talked on the show called you guys the unluckiest team in uh, the AEDL. I think five of your losses came by a combined six goals, includes a two goal loss to New York, two, one goal losses to DC. How have you guys been able week in and week out recover from those kind of losses? Um, they're pretty tough to get over, aren't they? They're tough. Um, I think it helped with the start of the season. Our coach Roger was, not results-based, but just, like, learning-based and just, like, all right, we lost the first one. It was tight. We can learn from it. We can grow. And that's really what you've seen. Like, we've just gotten better and better each week, each game. We've made adjustments, and that was really the thing. It wasn't like, all right, we got to get this win. We got to get X amount of wins. It was just like, all right, we got this win, or we had this tight game, so we can learn from it and then make sure we're growing to the next one and then, the results will eventually work in our favor. So with 
with you guys actually making the, you know, making the playoffs, getting locked in this year, what's uh what's the energy in Philly like for uh for making the playoffs? Because I know when it comes to the sports hierarchy in Philadelphia, it's the Phoenix that followed by the Eagles, followed by the 76ers, and then whoever else, you know. You guys to me are at the top of the uh, top of the table. Uh the energy's the energy's high. Um we're 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 nice to be able to secure it early with that uh, win in Toronto. So we didn't have to, like, that would have been a tough, tough stretch to have to come back and win one of these last three to get in. So it was nice to have that one early to kind of be able to have these, those last two games to like work on things and not have to necessarily worry about needing to win. But no, we're excited for the, to be in the playoffs for the first time. The city's, uh, city's excited. We actually have a uh, party bus going down to take fans from Philly down to DC. There you go. Oh, I want to fly in just to get on that bus right there. Yeah, I know sport, Philly sports fans are a, a unique breed of sports fans. I can tell you that much. So a party bus going down the road to DC could be a, uh, a can damn good time. Tweet at Meek at Meek Mill. I swear, like if we're gonna have a party bus, we I feel like we have to have Meek Mill aboard it. Um, yeah. And so was yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, Philly sports fans there. They're crazy. They're they're crazy. They give us good energy, though. We love them. Good. They'll and, cheer uh, us on strong. They'll boo. They'll boo the opponents. They'll boo the refs. So with the uh, you got your party bus going down to DC. You got the squad going down to DC for the team. You guys have two weeks to prepare for a playoff spot. What's the mindset now going up against DC after two close losses to them this year? Are you guys doing anything different going into this playoff weekend? Not different. We just got, we've got some things we know we're working on. Um, the guys, the D line guys are hopping on a call tonight to figure out what their matchups are going to be. Might tweak some matchups around. Just like mm-hmm. I said, just progress, just learning from it. Just gonna see what we can do. I mean, we're, we're right there in those games. And at this point now, it doesn't matter how many we win by or lose by. We just got to get that win. So it's not like there could be a point diff situation. Now it's just a win or loss. That's all that matters at this point. Now, let's talk about your like your personal performance this year because I mean the leap that you've been able to make this year versus last year is notable. I mean, I, I think it was Ulti World had you uh, as, as you know one of their most improved players in the league. Uh, plus minus going from twenty two to sixty four assists from thirteen to forty goals from nine to thirty seven. Uh, I mean. Wh- what do you attribute that that gigantic leap in production to? Um, there's a couple. There's a couple things. Um, switching from D line mainly last year to O line this year. When Roger came in, he told me he's like, "Yo, I want you, want you playing O line this year." He wanted to help alleviate Greg Martin's uh, goals and not just have to force it to him because he had like 51 last year. And then our next highest was like the twenties, which was Mott. So we wanted to have to alleviate some of that pressure from him. Mm-hmm. And it was just like just playing in system, like, and you just been working. I mean, I go work out all the time. I'm throwing a lot, and it was just a lot. The system that biggest one was just that switch playing O line this year, and then just them having the confidence in me to do do what they know I can do. Okay, so let me ask you this real quick. As a personal reference, do you prefer D-line or do you prefer O-line? Oh, 
Oh, man, uh, it's tough. ADL, I might say O-line. Club, I think still D-line. You're playing a phantom this club year, right? Out of yes. Philadelphia? Yeah. Damn. You're on the O-line right now? Yes. Okay. I Personally, I my younger years, I went from D-line, and then I started playing offense once I started playing more. Man, I cannot go back. I am one of the worst <laughs> defenders. <laughs> I got so lazy on the other end. It's so bad. I remember one summer I ran my ass off and like got in the best shape of my life to play D line. And I think that lasted like three points that tournament before they sent my ass back to the O line. <laughs> no, the defense on the ADL field is a pain. It's oh, so yeah. big. And like, yeah, it's just too big. So kind of like an yeah. O line for, for mm-hmm. the ADL field. Yeah, I get isolating on a big field against some, I mean, some of the best athletes in the game, which is not an easy task. Yeah. Um, So let me ask you this in your career, and we're going to expand this from either AEDL to club or both. I want to know what your greatest moment or greatest game that you've ever played. It could be even an entire tournament if you want it to be. Uh, Greatest game pro. That's tough. Um, I've, I've really, I've really had like, I guess probably that Ottawa game this year where I was just throwing it up to Greg. <laughs> it was a really fun one. Um, a- after like he got like one or two, he was like, he looked over at like me and Brandon Pastor and he was like, he's like, they don't have anyone like over six foot on their D line. We should just be crushing them deep all game. And it just so happened that, like, we were getting, like, the one-on-one coverage, you know, this, like, I train with him all the time, so I know where he can catch it. It was just putting it up high so he could go up and make a play every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm the little guy that everyone just would have skied on <laughs> on that D-line. That's just, you know, you, you got a teammate who I always notice as playing a lot bigger than he actually is, that, you know, he's, like, 5'8", but he plays, like, 6'2". I'm 5'8", but I played like I was, like, 5'8 and a half, 5'9", so I kind of <laughs> feel feel his vibe a little bit, you know? So, outside of, you know, either within Ultimate, outside of Ultimate, do you have any athletes that you really feel like you, you've modeled your game after? Is there anybody, like, from, like, football, basketball, or anything like that you feel like you've taken something from or uh, either play, people that you've played against that you feel like you've, you've taken a little bit from? Um, athlete, uh, Ultimate players, um, big one, especially early on, was, like, Marquez Brownlee because he's mm-hmm. very similar body type, tall, lanky. D-line was also a puller. Also a puller. Um, and like that's the big thing like he's really good at using his like length on his throws and stepping out so like definitely watched him a lot um, and then just other athletes just all the main ones like Michael, LeBron um, T- Tiger Woods obviously um, mm-hmm. yeah I'd, yeah those are probably the main ones and is, is it that mindset that like that those guys all seem to have of just being, you know, in their mind, they are the most competitive people out there possible. And, you know, if you, you have to be that competitive, be that successful. Oh yeah. Um, especially as like a D line player, like you have to go into every matchup knowing you can win it no matter who it was. So like my rookie season being like a D two tall guy, like I'd be out there facing Ben Yacht 
like as a rookie and it's like i can't yeah i have, I have nowhere to go so i gotta know i can win the matchup like i know what i'm good at until right. he proves it against me that he can sky me or is faster than me i'm gonna play my style and then make adjustments down the road so like when, when i get on the line now i know i'm like all right no one out here can guard me and then just it's go from huge. there See, that's the difference between my crew and yours. My first matchup was Matt Smith. Oh. <laughs> and now I just stopped playing. I have a podcast, and now you're the guest star. <laughs> just keep playing your game, and now you're being interviewed for the podcast. Um, <laughs> that's the big difference right there. Do you have any other sports background be- uh, besides Ultimate? I mean, it's rare that you have someone who just, like, grew up and played Ultimate, right? No, Anything I was – no, I actually was a tennis player. I started playing competitively in middle school. Okay. I actually went to I went to college on a partial scholarship for tennis at a Philadelphia University, and initially joined the ultimate team to stay in shape for that, and then fell in love with it. So you know, I was a I was a I was a high level tennis player, and then obviously played okay. like basketball, and baseball, and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and golf. This is our our first tennis player crossover that we've got. So. Yeah, that's, oh, wow. good. that's cool. Yeah. I, I'm glad. Like, we're getting bored with the answers because it's usually like, yeah, I played, <laughs> soccer, I played soccer and, and I ran cross country. Uh, <laughs> it seems to be everybody's answer, but I'll take tennis. Yeah, absolutely. Were you able to take anything from tennis into ultimate? Oh, all all of it. Um, the throw the throwing mechanics are very similar to hitting a forehand and backhand, um, especially okay. the weight transfer. Um, the conditioning I think is one underrated factor because you're playing a point then once the point ends you have like 20 to 30 seconds before the next ball is served so like going quick short burst and then you gotta be able to recover quick and then do it all over again for an hour and a half to two hours and then obviously Mm -hmm. the uh footwork and agility i literally never thought about that but yes there's so many similarities between because it's i mean essentially it's just like you know balls to their side get ready to cut cut falls back to their yeah. side cut yeah that's wow i had never thought about that james you know who player pierce is yeah played atlanta yeah so he was around when i first started actually playing high level he was a chattanooga guy and he actually taught me flicks because i always locked that elbow up it's like you ever watch tennis like i watched a lot of tennis like that forehand loosen up that elbow it's almost the same <laughs> mechanics like i'm glad i have someone like you actually back <laughs> that up because i try to tell people that and they look at me and it's like just keep that arm loose. So that's pretty awesome to actually hear that. Yeah, no, I used to I used to have to hold the disc like vertically straight down because I used to turn over so much on my uh mm-hmm. on my forehands. Sweet. So you have an extra role outside of just playing for the ADL. You're also a player ambassador and you're part of the inclusion initiative for the ADL. Do you want to expand on that? Give us a little uh insight oh. on what that uh that is. Yeah, so um, the player ambassadors is just, like, each team's got, like, two to three. Um, and it's basically just, like, the quick communication between the league and the team. So, like, any, like, the surveys or anything that the league's trying to set up for all the players, like, run, they send it to us, and they're like, yo, can you just let your teammates know? They should expect yeah. an email from Matt Smith in, like, a day about this. Um they send us some stuff, like any sponsorships, they'll send it to us to, we'll do videos and stuff. Like, so like Lasso, Lasso socks, they gear, they send us socks and like do product videos, yeah. stuff like that. Um, 
greatest sent us all uh, backpacks. They sent us their like eight, Damn. 18 liter uh, roll on the top. Oh. That's got oh, wow. studio ambassador on the bottom. That was cool. Surprise gift. That's pretty awesome. That, that's really what the ambassadorship is. Just quick communication between the league and the players and then just we're the active people act like that really want to see what the league's doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then with the inclusion initiative, um, because our, uh, one of the Phoenix co-owners, Christina Chung helped set it up and started it. She's one of the co-chairs right now. So she asked me if I wanted to be on it when they started it, I told her yes. And we just, we're doing a lot. We're about to, we're about to set up a, uh, they like a player fund. So like, college teams or person can like request money um basically it's like a scholarship type of thing for like discs or okay. if it's like to fly to a tournament and we'll have like various uh levels that people okay. can request for um really just focusing on trying to grow the sport in like uh different communities but while also like trying to highlight the players that, of color that are already in the in the pro sport, mm -hmm. the pro league already. Mm -hmm. They're trying to do both. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Right so last question for you. Let's have some fun here. All right. What rule change do you want to see in the Perfect. AUDL? I would like to see points for good heckles, personally. Points for good heckles. How would that one work though? Uh, you would have a, you would have three judges. Uh, all it'd be like a dunk <laughs> dunk contest a little bit, except you'd have one, you'd probably have a Russian judge who didn't like anything. Would always give it a one, but uh, you know, three judges. The bad. Ooh, that's right. His mom does suck. You are correct. <laughs> um, the, the one I, the one that goes around a lot is the two point line. I don't I don't know about that one. Uh, could be interesting. Um. Shot clock could be a uh, interesting one, like because mm -hmm. right now, like, like yeah, you may not want all the buzzer beaters all the time, but like make it like forty-five seconds or something per possession. That could be interesting. Yeah. Can't imagine uh, uh, all these teams that play zone all of a sudden. <laughs> Just so you gotta only move it to half field in forty-five seconds. Yeah, I mean, if you call for more buzzer beaters that way, that'd be a lot more exciting too. Yeah, um, I've heard. I just heard this one. Someone like doing like a backcourt line. Like once you cross like the fifty, you can't like dump it backwards anymore or like go past the fifty. I was like, that would be interesting. All right. Well, I, I think that wraps up all the questions that we had for James Pollard of the Philadelphia Phoenix. Uh, thanks a lot for coming by. Uh, I mean, and like I said, you're one of our favorite players to watch. So really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to join us and, uh, you know, give us a high quality interview too. We've had other bums on just nothing. It's like talking to a brick wall, not with James Pollard. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate the kind words and uh, thank you for having me. All of right. Thanks. Man, of course. And good luck. Good luck against DC. I know you guys yeah, are chomping at, the, chomping at the bit to get another chance at them. Oh yeah. All right. We are going to get a quick word in from our sponsors here on the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will be right back. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. Customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. 
If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right, week 14 is in the books. We are on to the playoffs after we've got a little little week off, a little respite to to get everybody's legs back from under them so we get some high-quality mm-hmm. ultimate. Uh, so, without any further ado, let's take a look back, see how we did week 14. Starting in the East, we had Ottawa versus D.C., uh dc handled biz man uh they get the seven yeah. point dub 24 17 uh game goes uh under uh and the uh five and a half easily covered here yeah five and a half covered by dc uh i think we're on opposite sides of that and opposite we sides were. of the total so we, we both were. went one and one which is yep you know we lose money there um <clears throat> yeah Ottawa was kind of with them they stopped scoring the second half they only had like six goals um dc 11 blocks 12 turnovers it's always good to see that blocks and turnovers around the same shows good for the winning team and yeah they're so we talked to james we talked about how they gotta get ready for dc dc's defense is on a tear right now james and company on that offensive line have a have quite a challenge ahead of them dc has recorded 13 to 14 blocks per game in the last four games which is a crazy amount. They're going to go against some tougher talent here in a couple of weeks, but that, that DC defense is what I expected them to be in the beginning of the season. They're actually starting to pick it up now and uh, looking very good. All right. So second half of this, we had Ottawa on the second half. They're back to back. They had to deal with our, with our guest today, Mr. James Pollard, uh, where things were pretty well shut down. Philadelphia gets the dub 25, 19. They cover that four and a half point spread. And the game goes over this time. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this week. uh, I I sent a message to Zach on Saturday night and I was like, I don't think I got anything right this weekend, but apparently I got the, I got the Philly minus uh, minus four and a half. Right. That was a, that was about it. There wasn't a whole lot of bright spots for me. You'd be shocked. Actually. I went through and tallied it all. You went five and two on totals this past weekend. Well, I mean, I'm totals. Jesus. I mean, we've talked about totals before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This past week I went seven and four on the spread and then you went five and two on totals, you know, did a little mix and match a la carte, pick what you want. You got some winners on your hands. Um, we, di- we divide and conquer. That's what we that's do. That's what we do. We'll uh, have to focus on what we're good at here, but we talked to James, we talked about his game, but along with that, Sean Mott, seven assists, Greg Martin, six goals, easy cover for Philly. Um, I think we saw this coming Ottawa trying to cross the border thinking they could, handle some american teams but that wasn't the case so yeah that was a pretty easy win for philly never out of the question all right moving to the central we had our grand mark one of our grand marquee games probably the grandest of them all just due to the uh the weight of this one uh it was chicago going to madison to take on the sadicals 
sadicals, I'd say, after this game. Uh, yeah. Chicago was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, they get the dub, 21-15. Hey, big I, – I give, I've given Madison a good amount of grief during the season. I'll tell you what, they were – balls out this entire game they played their hearts out they hung with chicago about as long as they could and they were just a little Mm -hmm. bit just a little bit overmatched uh jerry i mean at the end of the first half it sure looked like they had a chance they even had a callahan to tie it at 11 uh early in the second half um but chicago just just put them away late uh unfortunately yeah and it was (laughs) I was following this game. I think we're both on Madison plus three and a half. At least I was. You're on the money line. Um, Yeah. You know, there wasn't a a bad bet. And here's the thing. Chicago in the first half, they were getting their turnovers. I don't think I broke down how many turnovers Madison had in the first half in this one. Um, But Chicago struggled to convert those breaks. And then the third quarter, they have four breaks. They outscored Madison six to two. Four of the six came off breaks. I think Chicago kind of woke up a bit. Yeah, it's kind of a disappointing end to Madison's season. They had some hope. They needed this win right here. They knew Indy was in a tough spot going down to Atlanta. And they were with them. That whole first half, they were with them, and it was looking good. And, yeah, it just kind of fell apart for them towards the end. They turned into that team that we couldn't figure out. That second half hit, they turned into that team that was like, who is even Madison right now? So Right. Right. So Chicago, they were on a back-to-back and they got to have their cupcake for des- for dessert when they took on the Detroit Mechanics. Uh, the spread here, this was uh, one that they were late to get up, but uh, Chicago was a 13-point favorite. I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest, I kind of thought that number should have been bigger uh, <laughs> because they actually covered that 13. They get the win 33-18. to uh, Yeah, just a little, just a nice little, I guess, glorified scrimmage uh before (laughs) before the playoffs is kind of what it seems like no offense to the mechanics but you know what you are at this point um man so something fun that came out of this game and we'll talk about colorado portland is that both those teams i think it was chicago so the way the tiebreaker works in the adl is if you have the same record it goes into point diff um if you're not if you haven't played each other like chicago and colorado it goes into total point diff. And going into this final set of games, Chicago had a 48 plus minus, Colorado a 47. Chicago playing Detroit, Colorado playing Portland, two of the worst teams in the ADL. So we're like, all right, who can outscore their opponent the most? Chicago wins 33 to 18, outscores them by 15. Um, and we'll get to the other game in the West at this point. Like, oh, Chicago kind of locked up that two seed. There's no way. Colorado's going to outscore Portland by 16, right? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll get to that in a couple games. Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, <laughs> moving on. In the Central, uh, last game of in the Central of the season, we had Detroit taking on Minnesota. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota was the eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, good Lord. Um, that mm-hmm. number was way too small uh, because – the windshield got the 19 point dub 28 to nine against Detroit. Uh, I mean, how much fuck it is in your system. If you're a Detroit mechanic with an X uh, at this point. Oh my God. I gotta, I gotta tell you something. There was a play in yesterday's game between Detroit and Minnesota where it was super, super windy, by the way, the under was a lock 
as you saw in the first quarter, it was so when he was like three one, about to go in the end of the first quarter. Chicago or Minnesota up went flick that goes short. And so this guy catches it and greatest at midfield. Tomahawk or not Tomahawk, chicken wings are pretty much, I think. Kind of a yeah, yeah kind of overhand chicken wing. Yeah. And then it's not still not going to the end zone. So Detroit's like, all right, end of the quarter. Minnesota guy, next guy down the line, jumps, maxes into the end zone. Only for Minnesota, not for a clean catch, for Minnesota to get a layout grab in the end zone to go up 4-1 at the end of the first quarter. That is probably the most Detroit thing that happened to Detroit um, that, you know, kind of ends their season. And I've read this tweet from Evan Lepler, who's the voice of the ADL, kind of like the most mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. morbid tweet ever. And here it is. Well, that's 62 in a row for Detroit Mechanics, 62 losses, as they complete their fourth straight winless season. Likely their next chance to win, assuming they remain in the league, <laughs> will be Saturday, April 29, 2023, when it will be exactly six years since their last victory. <laughs> that is the Mona Lisa. How, dude? Jesus. <laughs> God, a wow. spoonful of sugar, my man. Somewhere if they in that remain tweet. in the league. If they, oof, oof, um, oof, oof. I gotta, I gotta give it to. Uh, we had Coach Najee from Austin on here talk about his top five brands. He threw Detroit in that list, and I believe it. I think yeah. if he could still be a team after four winless seasons, still remain like a an ADL franchise. Kudos to you. We'll see what happens this off season, but. Yeah, that's tough. 62 straight losses. All right. So moving on to the West, uh, I had big, grandiose plans for the Portland Nitro this week. I was a damn fool, I say. A damn fool. Uh, Let's start with their first game in that back-to-back. They went to Salt Lake to take on the Shred. Shred were a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they got it. Uh, Ended up going 32-16. to Salt Lake gets the dub. Just... Portland nowhere to be seen in this one, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it was there was at one point they were down like 12, 13 to 1, I believe. It was 10-1 at the end of the first quarter. Um, 10-1 at the end of the first quarter. Portland only gets five blocks and turns the disc over 38 times. And we will talk about another team who turned it over more somehow. Uh, Chad Jorgensen, eight assists. Leandro Marks, five assists, seven goals. Um, and we'll talk about his game against Colorado, but Leandro Marks had himself a weekend, which uh, put him up in the milestone uh, category. So we'll talk more about that. But yeah, this Salt Lake, it's a get right spot for them to get their offense rolling again before they have to take on San Diego in a couple weeks. Yep, neck neck crack game. Uh, So we had Portland taking on Colorado. Uh, Colorado was a seven and a half point favorite again. Once again, the team playing against Portland way exceeds expectations. Uh, They get 34 to 18 dub. Yeah. Uh, We talked about in the Chicago game, there's no way Colorado could win by 16 or more points. What do they do? They win by 16 points. Now I'm going through, should have done this pre-show, but real quick, do they like add on the pat the points because they knew they had to get that for the second seed? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I didn't get to see no. much of the. They were up 34 16. They were up 18 with a minute 46 left, and they get broken 
So they get 34-17 with a minute left, and their offense gets broken, which yeah. kind of puts them at the uh, tiebreaker with Chicago. So that's kind of a bummer way to go out for Colorado there. I don't know how the tiebreaker works um, for, you know, two teams that never played each other and their point diff is the same. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, sure, sure we'll find out somehow. Yeah, well, in a few weeks, if one of them makes it to – if both of them make it to Madison. All right, so – Continuing on in the West, we had Oakland on their back-to-back heading into L.A. to take on the Aviators. They were a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They get edged out by one point. Let's go, Aviators. That's a – what a way to close out the season for Good. a team that – Yeah, a, a, a team that I liked who didn't really pan out, but you know what? They still got their <coughs> – their, their, handful of good dubs this year uh including one against a team that who i think is going to be something next year uh the oakland spiders so yeah uh, yeah 25 24 uh they definitely uh definitely cover the two and a half or sorry los angeles definitely covers the two and a half and uh then it's a 41 and a half point total no problem there either yeah the over is something we nailed it went into overtime um the over hit what 49 they scored three four goals in overtime so the over was going to hit regardless Plus two thirty winner for LA, which is our biggest, do- our only dog, I think, to win this week. Um, yeah, it was just a back and forth game, and uh, some of those points in overtime took quite a bit. I think LA holds, then gets a break, and I mean, at that point, late in the overtime, it's kind of hard to come back from that. So, Marcel Osborne, your guy, who you talked about preseason, mm-hmm. seven goals for the LA Aviators. It's a big week. Huge. That is a Big week. All I gotta say, Marcel, man, just you know, all I gotta say, sir. As soon as I find the clip, <laughs> you look good. Right. You look good. There it is. There it is. Could I go back, folks, and edit out that little bumble beforehand? I could, but I'm not going to because we're here. We show you all the words. So this show is raw. Yes, raw like sushi, baby. All right, moving on. We had Oakland taking on San Diego and. I thought this might be a little upset spot for Oakland. I was terribly wrong. Uh, San mm-hmm. Diego gets the 24-18 victory. They covered the three. Uh, and uh, they are on the over 41 and a half points. Listen, Oakland, yeah. it was a good finish to the season for you. You're a good team. I know you went out 0-2, but I expect a whole lot out of you next year. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> And you're going to be a capo, I swear. Yeah, that's a test spot for Oakland to end it on a road trip like that down to beautiful Southern California. Uh, San Diego gets to cover. They finished nine and three. San Diego with a plus minus of seventeen. Um, they, I think they got blown out once, but man, too many close wins. They're like the opposite of Philadelphia, pretty much. Uh, but Travis Dunn, who's been going off for San Diego these last few weeks. Seven assists, three goals. Um, Oakland kind of kept pace with them in the second half. Uh, they would have, you know, just only counted the second half. It's a tie game going overtime. But, yeah, tough spot to be on the road like that to end the season. All right. Now, we head to the south. Uh, this this is like the – felt like the first domino kind of game when we had Tampa Bay taking on Austin. If Austin handles business, then they are in the playoffs and the, the Indianapolis and Atlanta game doesn't mean – doesn't mean quite as much. 
Uh, and also the Chicago Madison game doesn't really have as much impact on Indy and there's all sorts of things. I've talked to myself in circles. So let's just go ahead and talk about the game. We were actually talking about, which was Tampa Bay and Austin. Hell, I told, I told you, I, I had a little conversation with who I'm going to, I'm going to start calling soul brother. Number one coach, Steve Naji, uh, who said that they are laser focused on playing every single point in this game. And uh, apparently he was not bullshitting because they got the, the big dub against Tampa Bay 32, 10. Yeah, and they got was it twenty? Man, I lost it right here. Twenty blocks from Austin Soul, which is tied most in the season for any team. Forty-three turnovers from Tampa Bay, which is tied most for any team this year. Twenty-two breaks from Austin. So yeah, they just had their way. I think Tampa was not ready for this, uh, and. Yeah, you. I almost. I was really considering Tampa plus eight and a half, just as like a Austin can't get up spot. But man, was I wrong, and man, am I glad I listened to you. Flipping my yeah. mind on that. Yeah, that's right, man. It's what I do. It is what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> now we have basically, which has turned into like a consolation game, just a really good high-powered scrimmage. Uh, Indianapolis and Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta essentially uh eliminated the the night before by austin wherever they get the big victory against tampa bay so they're just playing for pride and sometimes pride is all you need because they get the 23 21 victory over the alley cats yeah and alley cats get the uh three and a half goal uh cover yeah if anyone bet the alley cat they, the line showed up saturday morning which is kind of stupid i don't like that they i don't know what they're they're probably waiting for the result of the austin tampa game sure sure just in case maybe Uh, i don't think it changed much i'm sure if madison would have beat chicago and austin would have lost then line probably would not have changed at all uh but that being said yeah it was a good game um i think early indy struggled to get points on the board. They made it a game. Um, Austin Taylor with five assists. You know, our friend Fletcher, who was on the show last week, got himself a goal and got himself a block. So he was able to do a little uh, stat padding there against his old team. But, yeah, Indy, even with the loss, have to get ready here in a couple of weeks to take on Minnesota. Atlanta, one of their key defensive players, uh, all-time block leader Kelvin Williams, announced his retirement from the AEDL. People actually do that in a semi-professional league. Still a really cool moment. I got to play. He was my captain when I played on Hustle. Great guy, so shout-out to Kelvin. Awesome career. Good for you. Um, stinks you're not going out in the playoff season, but you're going out on a dub, which is you know the second-best yeah. thing, I think. Yeah. There we go. They just need more teams in the South. What they need to do is they need to move the yes. mechanics to Little Rock, and then we can have we have another it, team in the South. Little Rock, sure. Um, I was actually thinking about this. I was going to tell Flush this. I think Birmingham will be a great city to have an AEDL team. Hey, they show that they, they can support the entire USFL this year. So, yeah. Why not? And right? the World Games. They've got some yeah. good ultimate Huntsville, Birmingham, Mississippi, Louisiana. I I think Birmingham needs to get a team. Commissioner yeah. Steve Hall, if you're listening. Or Little Rock. Just throwing that out there. Okay, hey, moving on. Give it to Little Rock. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got a, ah. we got an entire stadium that needs to be used. All right, so we've got Tampa Bay and Dallas to end it in the South here. Uh, Dallas, the lesions. They get their 24-18 dub and cover the one-and-a-half-point spread against Tampa Bay. I believe I was on Tampa Bay on the money line here, which was dumb, apparently. So, Zach, how'd this game play out? Yeah, I, I've been oddly high on Dallas these last few weeks. I think ever since I've watched them in that Atlanta game. Um, but they get the cover. I think I was on Dallas minus one-and-a-half. Kevin Richardson with four assists. Uh, yeah. I So here's my hot take after – what happened towards the end of the season. I would put Dallas in a tier with all the Canadian teams. I think Tampa, Detroit, and Portland are the worst teams in the ADL. I think Dallas is a sub-tier just above that with Ottawa and Montreal. Maybe Toronto. Toronto, Montreal, maybe a little above that. But I think Dallas is uh, better than those three teams. I think they're not one of the bottom three teams. I don't know That's what to think. I'm not sure if Portland fits there, but at the same time, I don't know. It's like it's like they were really strong and healthy at the beginning of the season, and then they all got like a fucking tapeworm and yeah, got just I like emaciated and you know no idea what happened. I hopefully a cameraman was following that team around with a documentary out of it. Yeah. You know, the big what if. Also, I forgot to mention this. Landra Marks, fifty goals, fifty assists, only the sixth player in ADL history to do that. There is I forgot to bring that up. There are some really great tweets of, you know, the, the shades are off for Leandra Marks uh, coming through, coming through this weekend uh, that I also appreciated quite a bit. That is it. That wraps up week, week 14. We've got a little week layoff before we, uh, we hit the playoffs next week. But as is tradition, Zach and I are going to power rank some shit, but we're going to hit a quick break before we do that. We'll be right back with more Tilted Land Shark brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy that's right without added security you might as well give away all your private data to hackers advertisers your isp and other prying eyes that's why i use ip vanish vpn to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet ip vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100 percent of your data this means that your private details passwords communications browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually vis- invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Do you ever get tired going from site to site, from book to book, chasing down the best odds or chasing down the best promos well you can stop doing that why because of odds trader odds trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books you can also comp- compare the different signup codes and promotions from sportsbook to sportsbook to get the best deal the app also provides player statistics key game stats injury reports and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible 
It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Listen, they got all sorts of cool features. You got handicapping, play-by-play updates, live score, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather, all the information you could possibly need. So, go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. OddsTrader, it's the number one site for all your game day bets. Welcome, everybody, back to the Tilted Landshark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. God, 14 weeks. We just did the damn thing. All 14 weeks. I can't wait to just put out banger podcast for the for the playoffs and into the yes. offseason. Because we ain't stopping when the season wraps up. We'll have this more things round. to talk about. Year yeah. round. You're stuck with us, guys. Congrats. That's right. So we're going to power- win the Mega Millions, but you got a free podcast from us. I'd- or the mega billion. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a uh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe that thing got so big. <laughs> um, so Zach had a good idea on the fly, which was top three hype songs to get you fired up to do anything in life. Essentially. It doesn't, it could be play ultimate, which uh, I used to have my own, my own ultimate hype mix that, you know, back in the day. Uh, but you know, these are just my, my life hype songs. So yeah, Zach, since you came up with the idea, What's your number three? Yeah, before I do this, I have to disclose something. Uh, life hype is a good idea. Something I like bob my head and get some energy to. This is what I wrote down. But typically when I play Ultimate, it's never hype music, but it's focus music. And call me a weirdo, I could uh, fuck with some jazz music before I go out and play Ultimate. Don't know how I do it. It's like a focusing thing. I do that when I work out too. It just I mean, keeps me zoned in. As someone who enjoyed mushrooms before playing Ultimate, I can understand it because you know it's, it doesn't it doesn't have any bounds. It's a real you know it's a it's a four dimensional music for a four dimensional sport. You know you know what I'm saying. There it is. But, yeah. So uh, just- as for music that can get us going through a brick wall, I think we have different genres in mind here. So for my number three. I'll say you have no uh, fucking clue what I'm coming at you with, sir. Probably not. You, I've told you about this idea, and you're like, you're ready to drop some surprises on this. So for my number three, "Tie Your Mother Down" by Queen. Um, if you listen listen to the album version of this song, it's kind of like a slow like guitar solo, and then it just blasts into this guitar riff. Add in the drums, and before you know, your whole body is shaken to the music. And yeah. Freddie Mercury singing that he wants to tie your mother down. I mean, come on. I was like, Freddie, just yeah. it's you, Freddie. Go for in, it. Hi- in hindsight, he really meant he wanted to tie your dad down um, when we think about it. <laughs> but hey, man, teach their own. We don't care. We he, don't judge. He was a, a natural marketer. He was going for a wider yeah. range of audience. That's right. That's right. There is nothing wrong with it. Let's go. No. I'm going... I'm actually kind of surprised you said something like that because uh, this this one actually kind of maybe falls into the same sort of te- territory. Uh, my number three, Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. Ooh. Boom. Oh, man, that shit gets me hyped. Starts off all slow with the drum. Boom. You see, I can't drum, but yeah, you know, and then, man, when the horns hit from the USC marching band, yes. Plus the Arkansas band plays it too, which gets me always fired up because, you know, we have a big hog named Tusk as our as our mascot. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that was my number three. Don't say that you love me. Yeah, dude, give me Tusk all day. I get fired up with Tusk. All right, my number two, another classic rock song from Rush. 
live version, one little victory. This song was actually on repeat when I played Pop Warner football. So, you know, back when I was a kid playing football, this song was on repeat. Uh, if you guys don't know Rush, one of the greatest drummers. You don't ever. know Rush, pick up 2112, damn it. <laughs> you could pick up so much. But this, yeah, the, the intro to this song, the live version, you, you got Neil Pert hitting a triplet on the bass drum, hitting some crash cymbals. The intro drum solo is just phenomenal, and it gets you going. Um, I can just imagine Pop Warner U with like a rat tail, dude. I was like Rush. one of the. I'm a scrawny kid now, but back when I played Pop Warner, it was by weight division. I was actually like okay. one of the bigger kids. I was playing linebacker and tight end. Oh Jesus! Which really? is wow. hard to think about. Yeah, a little bit surprising. I like it. I like it. Uh, Rush. Everyone loves Rush. Uh, this one, okay. This one is probably more. Uh, you know, more predictable uh, from my standpoint, which is it's the re-up gang. It's the re-up gang intro from volume four. We got it for cheap where it's just, I don't know. It's got Pusher T talking at the beginning of it. It's like, you know, this is for my people out there who know in their heart of hearts, they got more money than everybody else. Fucking city. The lion's cages have been opened. Yes. Yes, sir. That gets me fired up. That gets me ready to go. And then it goes straight into Million Dollar Corner. Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes. Dude, you're about to go right now, aren't you? Oh, God. I just, I mean, Lord. Jesus. I'm going to, yeah. Um, me, I'm going to use my my ingrown toenail toe to just kick a hole in the wall to exit this room afterwards. Just thinking about the re-up gang intro from We Got It From Cheap, Volume 4. We never told the audience about this whole foot thing, um, but whatever. Next episode, number yeah. one, right? What number What are one. the rules on playing music on our podcast? Uh, probably don't do it. Ah, um, damn it. We don't want to get pulled out for copyright. Yeah. So. Okay. Number one, the Top Gun theme song. Not Danger Zone, but the intro Everyone when all the jets are taken off in the aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guitar, yeah, it's yeah. a slow 80s drum beat. And the guitar wow, comes. Wow, 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 wow. Dude, Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> it was the stupidest okay. shit. We had uh, our training camp for Tanasi. And Saturday night, we went to go watch Maverick as a team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. God, I love that movie. So the next morning, one of our teammates comes in with a speaker and starts playing that song as we're all cleaning up and throwing and stuff. I shit you not, I got chills. <laughs> I literally got chills while that was funny. Like, oh no, this song is going up as a hype song. All right, my number one cannot be is cannot be defeated strategically. Cannot be defeated strategically. My number one. Rich Girl by Holland Oates. Oh yes. Rich girl is a double-edged sword. You know why? Let me if hear you it. beat the guy whose hype song is Rich Girl, eh, you just beat the guy whose hype song is Rich Girl. However, if you get beaten by the guy whose hype song is Rich Girl, you got beat by the guy whose hype song is Rich Girl, son. What? Yes. And plus, I don't know. Yeah, there's a part that has me just... We're both yeah. bobbing our head for yeah. those who can't see. It's a bitch, We're girl. playing it right now. It is a bitch, girl. Yes. Yes. Rich girl, hollow oats. I used to, uh, yeah, I used to play with a kickball team named Ballin Oats. We would we would <laughs> pump rich girl. Also, real quick, number one in your heart, rich girl. 
to okay. all my uh, Tanasi guys who are listening, thank God I'm a country boy is an honorary mention as a hype song. Uh, I'm gonna throw if out. you want to throw an honorary mention, throw it in there. But I'm going to just put you into this context. Picture you're in a tournament not in the South, and you're playing against this team out of Tanasi, and they all roll in playing John Denver's Thank God I'm a Country Boy. And then you just get your ass kicked the following game. I mean, that's pretty freaking awesome. So that's an honorary mention. So it's an honorary mention that probably no one's ever heard of. It's a song called Guillotine by Buddy. Yeah, no, that's over my head. You know, you'll have to you'll have to look it up. It's it's a good one. You know, pull up, it, pull up in a limousine looking like a guillotine. Yeah, so sharp it'll Ooh. just cut your head off, son. I'm gonna have to look that up. Listen to that one on my way to work tomorrow. That's um, right. While while he's pulling it up, I will go ahead. I'll start saying goodbye. That was our our power rankings, our top three hype songs. Um, some of you are probably very confused after hearing <laughs> that. Got a lot of questions of people. That's okay. Thanks for sticking Stay around. Down. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> that is it for us on the Tilted Landshark Pod- Podcast. Big thanks again to James Pollard uh, yes. for, uh, for joining us. Good luck to him and his matchup against DC. Zach, you got any parting words? Uh, follow me on Twitter. I need, I, I need, I don't need friends. Fuck, I got enough friends. I want followers, though. I need a brand. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter. Z underscore Avello. Uh, have some fun. Shoot the shit. You give the get you give the man one opportunity to say hammer or you're nothing and he misses it. We're out, folks. Whoops. We'll talk to Zach. We'll talk about Zach about climbing you know, getting in the right spot here, but damn it, it's done. We're out. See you later. <laughs>